This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorns, startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Hi, Paul. Hello. Welcome, welcome to uh, Breaking Banks Europe at Money 2020. You just came back from like a big announcement and uh, it looks like Thought Machine is, you know, keeps announcing new things. It's like a very busy Monday 2020, isn't it? Uh, yes, it certainly is. I mean, it's great to be here. It's great to be, uh, you know, part of a, a live show again. And of course, you know, uh, it's it's good to kind of, you know, have a lot of good news to uh, to say. Good to meet new, fr- uh, new friends, all catch up with old friends. And, um, you know, there's certainly a buzz about the place, I think. So why don't share a little bit about, uh, you know, right now a huge huge financial institution sort of, uh, you know, brings its trust, you know, yes. to Thought Machine to reveal something that like uh, seemed unbreakable, you know, un- yeah. until a few months ago. Talk a little bit about how did you win this? Oh, right. So, so the, the institution is uh, JP Morgan Chase. I wanted uh, him to say yeah, it, you know, and, I, uh, I, I didn't want to spoil the name. Uh, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it is a you know it is a huge bank uh, by market cap, by balance sheet, by number of customers, and uh, you know and a hugely innovative bank, a hugely systemically important bank, and so so the news was uh, we just announced today that we've signed a you know a, a global multi-year licensing partnership with uh, with J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, how did it come about? Um, uh, we've been talking to them for a, for a long time. Uh, in fact, they invited me to. I, I think the. Start of it was they invited me to talk at one of their conferences about four years ago, and I, uh, I pitched Thought Machine, and they said very, very interesting. And they said, but that means we would have to replatform all our bank. And I went, yeah. And they went, oh, okay. And uh, you know, and then we've been talking to them, doing proofs of concepts, various pieces of project work, and uh, they've got a great team. They're very, very. Uh, they've got a very deep technical team. Uh, there, so in a way, that's uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, very good to deal with other people who are you know, uh, so into technology. Uh, some banks really struggle with the technology; uh, Chase does not. So, um, uh, so we always thought we were dealing with peers uh, 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 along the way, and um, you know, we, we showed off what our core banking engine does. They're obviously impressed, and, and we got there. I mean, there's a lot of negotiation and things like that as as well, but it's uh, it, it it feels a very positive moment right now. So it, it feels like. Uh almost a pivotal historical moment here, right? Because, oh, wow. yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, because, and I'm not saying because, you know, we are in, we are in your booth and, I, uh, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not pleasing anyone here, but truth is that, uh, you know, the fact that like a middle-sized bank sort of, uh, you know, in, in an agile way, you know, would choose a, a, a company that until three, four years ago was a startup, you know, yeah, let's yeah, uh, put yeah. it this way, you know, it, it, it was no news. This one seems like uh, a sort of uh, almost a cultural mindset, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. That's what it looks like, don't you think? Um, uh, yes, I mean, uh, the way I say it is, uh, I mean, w- we have always been, uh, you know, pure to our beliefs. We always 
really believe that cloud native core banking is the way to go. And uh, and when we first started this, uh, it was an open question of whether any banks would listen. But but I always find that the banks listened. That we always got conversations, and we always got conversations with senior people very early on. So I always knew that if we could do it, that they would be very interested, right? So so it's not that you try and pitch an idea and they go, "Don't be silly." So it, it, so they're always interested. And then it's a question of building it. Uh, and then you know we've been we started building it six years ago, and, and we, we've been building it out. And we've uh, you know acquired plenty of customers along the way. It's ones we can talk about um, customers that are here: Lloyd's, uh, SEB, Standard Chartered, and, uh, and, and and many others. And and there's other ones that other big banks that are that we've signed what we haven't haven't announced yet. But uh, we are very, very focused. Um, so a lot of Money 2020 is about digital banks and challenger banks, and things like that, which is an important segment to us. Uh, and and that, that, is, that is one foundation in what we do. But we've always been very, very interested in the big banks uh, because uh, they have this leg legacy technology. Um, it slows them down, it stops them from innovating. And we really think if we could solve that problem, then uh, you know we'd really be, uh, that would really be something. So we've always been, always been looking at the big banks and always been looking at basically stage one is can we build them the platform of the future and then stage two can we give them enough confidence that they want to buy it and then stage three and then can they integrate it and get all their customers off the old bank and put it onto our bank so you're gradually all those conversations are being won and gradually you know um, the banks are, are agreeing with this uh, more and more and, and often the conversations are very friendly. It's just about the question of, you know, how are we going to navigate this uh, journey and how are we going to uh, get these things done? And, and the, the confidence in us is increasing all the time. So, Paul, you know, we, I know that this is going to be a super busy uh, Money 2020 going ahead. Thank you very much for being with us. And uh, stay tuned because this conversation is far from being over. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Yeah, great to be here. And it's a wrap. The FTS Fest is back. As 2021 develops, it will become more and more apparent how this year can truly mark the start of a second fintech revolution. Starting with a focus on sustainability, financial inclusion, and impact investing, topics that today must be considered transversely, we'll explore trends that are already shaking up the industry, such as embedded and decentralized finance plotting. Be part of the Fintech Revolution 2.0. Join FTSFest.com. Hey guys, I'm Matteo Rizzi. You are here with uh, Breaking Banks Europe at Money 2020. We are here with the BPC, a very large group. And I'm here with Jane and Matthias, also representing uh, Radar Payments. So why don't we start by describing the activities of the group. Jane, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Matteo. So, yeah, BPC is a payments technology company that's been uh, in existence for over 25 years. We're quite heavily emerging market focused because that's where we saw the payment innovation happening 20 years ago, and that's where the need was for the uh, best uh, payment and kind of financial services technology and we, as we know a lot of uh, Asian, uh, Latin, African geographies they kind of leapfrogged a lot of the uh, legacy um, stages and payment and financial services that um, uh, you know, the Western Europe or the United States had. Uh, so we started there, but then we kind of 
steadily creeped um, across the world, and we're currently present in just under 100 countries globally. And uh, our customers are banks, tier one, um, banks or um, you know lower tier, but you know, still very important in their geographies, um, transportation companies, payment service providers, uh, telcos, uh, startups, you know, as payments industry has grown out um, of its traditional, um, you know, banking uh, space, so has our business expanded also. So we have our own homegrown technology. Um, a end-to-end um, -end payment solution platform called Smart Vista. We cover every single, I would say, uh, need uh, in a payments world. So have our own fraud prevention engine and obviously acceptance authorization of payments from any uh, method these days, obviously starting ages ago, ages ago with credit cards and then all like cards in general. Now, um, obviously we support, um, you know, account to account payments, uh, all the wallets, um, QR codes, etc. And um, yes, yeah, so I would say the focus of BPC is pure payments and our client can be anybody who has a payment business component. Now, um, to build the bridge to rate of payments, which is again part of the BBC, is that we saw a need, um, again a couple of years ago, when the world started moving uh, into the cloud, uh, into SaaS, that um, for a lot of the digital transformation to happen, um, it had to happen quicker and cheaper and uh, obviously implementing you know uh, implementing a payment transformation as a from a software perspective you know ripping something out putting something back in um, is kind of highly high risk a lot of uh, big banks are not comfortable going through this process again and and uh, on the startup level, as the kind of fintech and the startup economy, the new economy um, uh, started, you know, planting its roots. There, the need was for something that can be delivered quickly, uh, not as expensively, but something that will put the, um, you know, the. Uh, the businesses into business as soon as possible and we realized that we wanted to service that segment and to do that we need to deliver all of our know-how um, as a service and I believe we have a kind of we have a good niche there because we are you know very much of a new economy proof so we can you know deliver our solutions you know through APIs through kind of you know sandbox um, but at the same time we have experience and the breadth of um, solutions again and experience that we can um, offer be to traditional players or to startups for them to truly scale. So Matthias, can we say that maybe rather payments is just like, a, I don't want to say the light, but the more agile version, you know, that delivers the same service as the mother company, but just targeting a type of clients that have different needs? Yeah, definitely. So with, with Rado Payments, actually, uh, we give uh, fintechs uh, or actually uh, payment providers, financial institutions, uh, an option to be much more quicker on the on the market side. So uh, supporting them exactly in this way um, to provide them with a digital platform uh, to launch their products uh, in a quite quick way. 
um, and they are actually uh, on the global scale in this way. Jane, you you just mentioned that uh, you are sort of cross, uh, uh, you know, vertical on financial services, uh, but cross sectors. You, know, you have telcos, large corporates, and all, all over the world. So it seems like you know well, you know, what we call embedded finance today, right? So the fact of uh, being able to serve non-financial services customers with uh, payment services that enable their businesses, right? So. And, and I think we have a great opportunity here to talk with someone who has a, a truly global vision, you know? So I didn't think, for example, that, uh, you know, Latin America, for example, or Southeast Asia, beside the grab example that everyone knows, were already so sort of forward thinking, you know, in terms of uh, embedded financial services uh, in non-financial business. Is that the case already? It is the case because I think there, as I said, that those countries that kind of leapfrogged a lot of the kind of financial service development, and I guess that's to their own benefit. So there, there is a much more accepted uh, norm that you don't have to go to a bank to kind of carry out your payments needs, right? So I think they're also because of the population, especially in Southeast Asia, being overall younger, uh, more tech savvy. Um, they um, the need for a better finance, I think, is just more acute there, and they're just easy, it's easy to adopt because the audience is already there. Uh, so indeed, and with that, again, we service. Uh, it's all about making you know uh, payments seamless and frictionless, something that again has been talked about a lot, but now it's really the case. People just want to leave home with only their phone and nothing else, right? So, and uh, to be able to pay with a phone, to be able to go into um, you know to go to transportation uh, and be able to use, say, any token or a phone, um, that's really the, um, that's, I would say, generally the theme. So um, having your phone to, and in a way, at this stage, I think it's a phone. Later on, maybe it's going to go to further, um, you know, even taking a step further, like I did in China with facial recognition, you know, we literally just, you know, without doing, even without even looking into an app to pay for something, you just put your screen like this, and then from that one side, it already scans QR codes for what you're paying, and here kind of uh, reads off your phone. So I would say yes, there, because there is, they don't have the culture, I need to go to a bank to make a payment or to do something. Um, the embedded finance has, um, uh, you know, is up to better start and then Yeah, well, and actually, and, and as I already mentioned by, by Jane, actually, you, you have also these individual needs uh, from nowadays uh, customers and actually uh, it is really also depending on the region. So when we talk, as you mentioned, Matteo, on a global scale, actually, you still have to focus uh, on all those regional uh, a context so uh, basically you know it's not just about the technology what is needed but also uh, when it comes to embedded finance to understand all these legislations and the compliance burdens and really provide solutions uh, for nowadays fintechs and nowadays uh, service providers to really provide the best uh, and actually the perfect uh, checkout experience you know and really serving them in a way that they provide uh, seamless payment methods 
um, to the clients because yeah, just as I see myself, I'm, I'm actually one of those guys not even having any cards with me anymore and it's actually using Apple Pay where it's possible but in other hands uh, potentially one day using um, Amazon Pay in a way that I just check out uh, seamlessly on, on a supermarket before doing anything. And it's exactly uh, what providers like we do, providing the tech but also providing this knowledge uh, how to really uh, find ways to implement those things uh, and being also compliant with all these uh, regulations nowadays. And I think that's uh, one of the key aspects here, uh, the tech but also find solutions for regulations. Jane, what is your partnership strategy? Because you said that uh, uh, you, you have like your own, for example, anti-fraud software, but, uh, and I understand that the objective is to be as much as possible a one-stop shop, right, yeah. for your clients. But at the same time, you know, it would be uh, sort of uh, uh, weird not to think of the fact that uh, some of these solutions you know, Somebody could be exactly, or could be could be built together, right? I'm super in, genuinely interested yeah. in what's your philosophy because uh, there is a limit to the one-stop shop, right? No, absolutely, and we've definitely kind of experienced that. Maybe we're going through this because indeed, um, on BPCs and because we were so sure of the you know the quality of people that we had and sort of the culture and the enthusiasm and uh, indeed that you know that we could build. Um, good technology and kind of build it quickly and uh, build it you know, very much tailor-made to the requirements of the customers, which is why we managed to accumulate such a broad set of solutions, because we have learned in a way by doing business with our customers, so by tailor-making a little bit to somebody, you have like this big um, kind of database. But indeed, as you rightly said, especially now, um, where the velocity, just the momentum with which the world is kind of spinning, or rather our industry um, is so quickly, like the cycles have become shorter, the um, certain, uh, the entry to market on whatever business um, you are in has to happen kind of quicker, the client adoption has to happen quicker. Um, you just not you're not going to be as quick or as good enough by adding yet another feature to your library of solutions and i think it's also very kind of in some ways i don't say arrogant to think that you know everything better of course i think we have a benefit that we are present globally so we got to really keep the finger on the pulse of the innovation there but there are you know, companies like focus companies that do just one thing, like we do payments, only payments and we do it well, but then payments also, as you rightly said, has a lot of components. So some people just do, I don't know, KYC. Some people just do, um, you know, particular type of fraud and they're very good at it. And so I think you need to be um, humble enough overall to understand that and to be brave enough to partner because I think there's still, and I'm probably talking on the behalf of our organization as well, that we all say, yeah, yeah, let's partner. But when it comes to yeah, the final push of like either sharing or opening the books, um, everybody started having reservation, like, will they take our customers from us? You know, that kind of stuff. So there is a certain, I would say, you cannot exist without, um, or rather, you cannot grow to the uh, level 
that you want to if, if you had an ambitious or thinking you know big uh, without any partnerships uh, but it's also certain shift in mentality but also on the other hand you need to it's like you know like a marriage you need to also figure out like what the uh, you know whether partners also there would be kind of a long ride so short answer we absolutely have to work with partners and actually Matthias has uh, our head of partnerships and he's done a tremendous job and it's amazing actually you learn a lot because you just see how many you know how much great stuff is out there and even if it's something that we kind of know how to do in-house there are just all those features that you know those guys are focused just on that do better but we still you know we have a lot of kind of work to do by the way, you know, the, it's the same, uh, you know, I could ask to, you know, any banks, right? Because, uh, you know, banks also have this uh, not invented here syndrome, you know, whereby, you know, it's, it, it, it's also like a mental process uh, for banks, the fact of being able to release control, being able to partner with uh, more agile, uh, you know, and other, I'm talking about other payments, typically more agile type of startups, right? So it is not just, uh, you know, your own need to partner. It's also a sort of a cultural change that I believe is happening in banks as well, right? Yeah, definitely. So we also see that the banks now get more open. However, uh, they also need their own, you know, as you mentioned, you know, change of mindset because on, on one direction, yes, they see the need because uh, if you don't partner with some fintechs, which you potentially think is your competitor, you might be on one day, uh, maybe not anymore there, like as we see nowadays uh, rising um, fintechs like uh, name them like N26 or Revolut here, um, you will see potentially that some of the banks will realize, hey, potentially I can also partner with those guys because they have some products uh, which can be really perfectly also fitting for my clients and I want to serve them in the right way. And actually that's what, what Chain already mentioned is what we are also doing with partners uh, nowadays is really to um, find value propositions together uh, where we understand uh, with Rara and BPC where we are perfect um, on and where uh, our partners is actually um, doing the, the right fit and it's really like exactly this idea to, to discuss, to be open enough uh, and always on the banking side and, and also for fintechs and for service provider, be brave and open enough to discuss together uh, how we can uh, find value proposition to serve the end client perfect because at the end of the day, um, all around, like you, me, chain, we just want to have uh, proper financial services. And nowadays, it's actually the best way to um, partner and, and make it together. Um, basically, um, the time is, is really the right one nowadays, you know, uh, get me more open and really start uh, to, to partner also as a traditional bank. Uh, sounds always easier, yeah, uh, to say, but um, for us, it's always, it was completely new feat. Uh, to open up, to discuss what do we have, um, what do you have, how we can partner, how we integrate, uh, how we sell potentially together, uh, keep in mind there is our customers, your customers, and really, you know, open up actually. And that's for sure a challenge, but for sure also fun. I always say it's quite a fun um, idea how you partner nowadays, and for banks even more. Guys, you know, I've been in this uh, fintech uh, circus uh, for the past uh, 13 years 
And uh, sometimes, you know, it happens that I meet companies that I have, uh, frankly, never interacted with before, but actually make the payment space uh, pretty cool because I do love this uh, global footprint uh, of you guys and especially the focus on, on emerging markets. Uh, Jane, Matthias, thank you very much for being with us uh, and uh, see you next time. Stay tuned. Thanks, Matthias. Thanks so much. And it's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.